Hello and welcome to Two Players and Up. I'm Aviv. I'm Iran. We are the people behind Up to Four Players, a webcomic about tabletop games and the gamers who game them, and Crystal Heart, our current webcomics about those very same gamers, role-playing as brave crystal hunters in the Savage World system. You can read both these comics and more on our website, uptofourplayers.com. Everything there is free and ad-free and gorgeous and wonderful and the reason for all these things is with the help of our wonderful supporters on Patreon. Thank you guys, you are fantastic. Every week, uh, well, 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 well uh... up to now, <laughs> every week we've picked four of your names to say a special thank you in a specially silly way uh, and we're going to do that uh, uh, once again. Yes. Maybe twice again. Once again. We're going to do that now. Once. At least once. At least yeah. now. Now let's do it now. It's Aviv, but not the same Aviv. It's a different Aviv. It's a different Aviv. It's Aviv, Nicole. but not the same Aviv. It's a different Aviv. It's Nicole. a different Aviv. It's Aviv, but not the Nicole. same Aviv. It's a different Aviv. It's a different Aviv. It's Aviv, but not the same Aviv. James. It's a different Aviv. James. It's a different Aviv. James. It's Aviv, but not the same Aviv. It's a different Aviv. It's a different Aviv. It's a different Aviv. It's a Thank you very much to all our supporters. Um, if you want to support us, just go to patreon.com slash ut4p um, and give whatever it is you want to give. <laughs> and we will greatly appreciate it. Or if you can't give any money, that's fine. How about telling people about us? Oh. That's a great help as well. Yes. Yeah, so as I kind of, we sort of hinted very vaguely, we're not going to have too many more episodes of this podcast. Because this is number 99, and 100 is going to be our last one. Yes. I mean, I think we have a small but dedicated group of listeners. And thank you guys, all about 86 of you. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a tiny number. But considering the amount of time it takes me to edit and record the uh, weekly um, Peppon and, and everything, everything around it, I think this time can be used for something else and we have been demanding more of ourselves recently because we are doing a lot more than just I mean we are going to have a standard dragon meet and that took a lot of work uh, to arrange during the past few months and uh, this podcast is fun and all but you know yeah that's yep, that's yes. about that th those are our feelings on yes. the subjects um, we we we're still thinking about what to do with the 100th episode, the, the final one. Um, we'll, we'll try to find something interesting to do it, with that. It might be silly. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the, the good news is that we are going to be in Dragon Meat, and that's more exciting than not being in a podcast anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and we're working tirelessly. Yes. Well, no, because we are tired. We're working <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Aviv mostly, because most of the things are... I mean, there are a lot of new things, 
and a lot of arranging things art-wise that Aviv usually has to do. And preparing things for print. Yes, preparing for print. I hate print. <laughs> yes. yes. And yes. print hates me. <laughs> which, is, which is even worse. Yeah. Yes. But it's all cool stuff and I, I honestly I, I'm, I can't wait to have our own booth and sit in a con yeah. and talk to people and say, hey, buy our stuff and then being annoyed when they don't do it. Um, <laughs> but, but have them come to you instead of you going to them. That's, yes. <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> It's going to be really fun. And uh, yeah, I think we're going, especially uh, now that we're not going to have a podcast anymore, we might share some more things on our Patreon page. Yes, just yes, kind of behind the scenes, like what's it. happening, what we're doing. That's I mean, going to be we, nice. We, we enjoy talking about our things. And apparently some people, a few, find it interesting. So, okay. Yeah. We have a Patreon feed thing exactly for that reason, I think. Yeah, exactly. I just posted a couple of days ago um, some behind-the-scene <gasps> sketches and character designs for the valet of Moros Manor. <laughs> uh, so if you like that sort of uh, stuff, you know, just having a look at things behind the finished page... That's a pretty good way to give a dollar or five every yes. month. Yes. Yep. Yes. Cool. So that's Dragon Meat and that's us. And another thing that happened. Chang Concrete Cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, but Aviv, that was ages ago. Why are that we was talking about it now? <laughs> ages ago. Because things happened. So we didn't record a, a podcast in ages. Yes. Um, and somehow time, you know, time goes by. Time, time, don't let me down. It's Isabel. It's from... Isabel. Yes. It's, it was from the Eurovision. Oh, the Eurovision. Yes, oh, song wow. a few years ago. Yeah. I, re oh. I really liked it. I, I really don't remember it. how I felt about it, but I definitely couldn't stop singing it. Yes. Uh, but that's, that's Eurovision. Yes. Anyway, Aww. we were in Concrete Cow. That was a really fun, cute little con. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm sounding condescending. No, no, but... it, was, it was very local. It was, yeah. it was very local. Yeah, it's basically... Well, first of all, it's in Milton Keynes, uh, which uh, we learned is a made-up place. <laughs> yes. um, amazing. Which is... <laughs> it's amazing. Do you want to explain the etymology behind I don't Concrete know. Cow? I didn't understand the, the, every, anything about it. <laughs> Nothing. So what we learned from Richard is that, um, well, most places in England are, you know, they've been there for hundreds of years. People built a village, you know, hundreds or even thousands of years ago yes, yes. and then just stayed there. And uh, the village <laughs> is now a modern place. Yes. But Milton Keynes, oh no, it was just space, um, a vacuum if I understood correctly, <laughs> okay. in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and people said, hey, we're kind of cramped here. Maybe we'll go there and uh, build something from scratch. And they did. And it was like the 1950s or something. Um, so it's a place with no history that tries to make up its history in a sweet, fake kind of way. So they have street names like Monks Road, uh, where it's obvious that no monks have ever walked there and things like that. And it's very weird and it's kind of funny. Uh, and apparently there's a statue of a cow made of concrete outside somewhere in the fields. 
Um, and it's kind of a, a metaphor for Milton Keynes itself, as in um, we tried to do something quaint and natural, but we built it out, <laughs> out of concrete. concrete. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the con is called Concrete Cow. And uh, from what I saw, they have their own uh, brewery that does beers named Concrete Cow stuff. Um, and I like beer. So, so yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. So, so that's Milton Keynes, and that's where the, the con was. And it's just a group of a few dozen people meeting, uh, deciding what they want to play, and then, you know, dividing to different tables and playing it. That's great. And Iran ran his uh, Crystal Heart adventure, which yes. he ran before. Yes, and which I am hoping to actually make into uh, a presentable one sheet that people can take and then play at their own home, at the comfort of their own lovely confiture. Lovely, Trev. Uh, it was great fun. Um, it's a good adventure. It was a good group of players. Um, and it's always fun to play with new people. Um, and I, I kind of, especially with Crystal Heart, that I, I know it. It's not completely new to me, mm. I would say. And then having people enter that world and and playing it with us that's really cool <laughs> so thanks to everyone who played with us uh yes. i wish we could have stayed longer um but the the drive back and there was loads to do and i i i flew to israel like two days later so i didn't really have time to linger unfortunately but maybe the next time uh we could stay for a bit more Speaking of which, <gasps> I was in Israel for a week. What? You've just yes. said it. I know. I segued and then repeated needlessly. It was Rosh Hashanah. R and, Rosh, uh, Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah. That's, so that that's, means... That's bigotry. That, isn't it a bit big? I mean, we can just say Rosh Hashanah, like you say. When we say Rosh Hashanah, it's how people that don't have Israeli accents say it, and that's like laughing at their... I mean, I'm not trying to, to laugh at their expense. I, I'm not either. It's more it just... difficult for me to transition to <laughs> okay. Israeli accent in the middle of a sentence rather that's, than just Rosh Hashanah. That's, that's fair. Although in Hebrew, <laughs> you would say that's fair. Ah, that's fair. That's, that's fair. Zehogen, yes. like we say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, we're crumbling down. It's good thing it's episode ninety-nine. Uh, anyway, so Rosh Hashanah, uh, the Jewish New Year. So, if if usually a visit to Israel means loads of food, this time it meant uh, double loads, loadser, loads. I followed your Twitter feed and I was amazed. <laughs> At the food? At, at, yes. Apparently, everything you tweeted about for like three days was how you move between uh, yeah. different types of uh, feasts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically. I mean, it's not very different from my Twitter feed usually. Yes, um, yes. But just more condensed, maybe. Uh, so it was kind of a regular visit, just seeing the family and friends and stuff. But then coming back, oh... Goodness, why is it so difficult to come back to doing the things I've been doing for years after one week off? I didn't know how to use Photoshop mm. or the Wacom or to draw, you know, Muna and things. How to, how do you do? How to, <laughs> what? So it took me like a day to um, 
to even remember what I'm doing with my life. Um, but now I'm kind of, kind of back in the groove. Uh, but but the, the, the bigger problem uh, with, with getting back to work is that Ev and I have Divinity Original Sin 2. Yes, wow. I've oh. heard so much good things about this game. I mean, and all, everything is just, everyone is just so, I'm dying to play it. Uh, y- yes, yes, I-, I totally understand. You absolutely should. I heard it got 10 from GameSpot. Yes. 10. That's round. Um, wow. Nice. But it's it's fantastic. I, we, we're enjoying it so much. I'm Every day I tell myself, okay, today we're not going to play. I'm going to do uh, important things, productive things. And then I do a bit of that during the day. But then Ev comes back in the evening and I... Cannot not play Divinity. But but that's that's totally fine. I mean, that's what you do in the evening. In the evening, you play or something with your uh, partner. I, that's what we do here. That's what I keep hearing. But um, there's things to do, and yeah, it's but, just. But but starting around, I don't know, six, seven. Ooh. That's that's fine. Ooh. That's leisure time. That's when you leisure. <sighs> that's what I'm trying to do for at least a week. I'm trying to not work or draw anything after dinner good. Uh, so we'll see how that goes good but goodness is that a good game so mm. good mm. if you have a partner that you like to game with or even if you don't like to game with them but are just you know they're not afraid of gaming mm. try the co-op mode of divinity original sin um, either one or two i mean just for trying you can just purchase one that's fine it's such a fun game to play with a partner just Talking about strategies and figuring out the story together and just exploring the world. It's so great. It a has a very, a very interesting uh, GM sort of mode where you can mm. GM to your friends or you can create stuff. And um, they've placed Matthew Mercer as um, sort of like a GM kind of thing. And for like three hours, he ran to Jesse Cox and Dodger and, and other such uh, Twitchers and YouTubers. Uh, a game that he created beforehand and if it didn't take seven hours to create the game that he ran if it Mm -hmm. was easy and fast and took him like an hour and a half that's excellent and very interesting to me as a sort I, I, I enjoy running games and I usually do it with Roll20 but this seems like a very interesting new possible model to use instead of a flat tabletop. Yeah, I'm really curious about it. Uh, I haven't tried it. I haven't seen that YouTube with Matthew Mercer. I've only read an article by someone who tried to create her own game um, with it. And it doesn't sound like it's very easy. It sounds oh. like if you want to construct you know a village for the players to walk around in you have to build everything there that that Um, was always the problem i mean these sort of half uh, um custom customizable gm able games have been around for quite some time neverwinter nights 2 had the Aurora toolset that allowed you, I just remember it because I've written a whole article about it and was so excited. Oh, they're going to allow you to play D&D online. You can do stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was so hard. It took so much time to create everything with it, which is why, by the way, I, when I'm using Roll20, again, I don't place images for every hat. I just take an image of a village 
a pre-designed village, and I build my adventure around it. Well, it's sort of like I, I meet it somewhere in the middle. My adventure design and the map, the pre-made map, meet somewhere in the middle. If they are going to have sort of... Just pre-made houses? Well, pre, totally pre-made might seem like samey after mm. enough time, after you play it enough time. But if they have sort of um, custom-generated um, sort of thing, like, uh, like in Minecraft, that auto-generates itself and add details, and every hut will be different. And next time, it won't be exactly huts. It'll be two-storied huts, and they'll have uh, pictures on the outside. Or I don't know. I mean, so- something, something new and strange that you don't have to invest time as GM to create. If they have such th- that thing, that's the useful tool. It's a lot more useful than to allow you to roll the 20 through the user interface. Yeah. Yeah, if they have that, that sounds really cool. Um, and honestly, the Larian Studios, the, the studio that created Divinity Original Sin, it, they feel so um, attuned to what the gamers, the players want. Yes. That maybe even if it does, it didn't come out with the first version, maybe they'll rework it in the future. Maybe uh, they like listen they... to this podcast and then we, our, our ideas will translate into action. Uh, yes, maybe they're one of the 86 listeners. <laughs> I think we lost like half of them. <laughs> <by now>. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I'm not listening. Yeah. Like, I've stopped uh... listening halfway through this recording. Anyway, that's what I've been doing this week. How about you? No, no, you have another thing. Let's talk about that last thing before we move to me, because my things are... I, I have very little things to say. Are you sure? Because no. we can talk about that. Th- oh, we can't, because there's only one episode left. Exactly. We have all the time in the world of Eve. Just tell us what you want. So we uh, started watching Star Trek Discovery, the new Star Trek series available on Netflix, which is very nice. We like things that are available on Netflix. Aviv and Ev, the Aviv and Ev that I know, um, aren't generally speaking Trekkies, as one would say. Not at all. Not at all. I think Ev hasn't seen any of the Star Treks, um, mm. maybe the, the the more recent movies. I watched uh, uh, The Next Generation with my mom as a girl, mm-hmm. and that that was nice. But none of the later ones uh, were not really. No, we're not. We're not trickies. <laughs> then what but made about... you sit down and watch this? Well, first of all, because there's nothing else. <laughs> Not true. TV is terrible. <laughs> Not true, but continue. <laughs> Do continue. <laughs> I mean, we started watching the second season of The Expanse on Netflix. Mm. And it was like, what? No, mm-hmm. stop. We want different space. And Star Trek is different space. It's it clean and nice. And, nice. you know, um, I don't know, Star Trek-y. So I, I can't really say it's more or less like this and that in the Star Trek universe or the Star Trek history. Mm. But um, we had fun. That's, it was that's, it was a good first long episode, um, and what struck me the most, um, what I liked the most seeing there was the incredible diversity on the bridge. I mean, I, I had to, st- I struggled to find a single white male, on the and bridge. that's awesome. Yes, there was one. Um, you do remember, well, you, maybe you don't remember, in Star Trek, the original series, mm-hmm. there were about three. 
I know, there were loads. Okay, but the captain was a white male. Yeah, the captain was a white male, yes. And his first mate, he was Vulcan, but he was basically, I think, white male. And there was also a Russian at the time of the Cold War, and an Asian after World War II, and uh, a black woman that uh, Kirk kissed in one of the episodes and was the first interracial uh, kiss on television. Mm, and that's it, right. It was, it was pretty diverse of, at the time. I mean, it was kind of amazing for the time. Mm-hmm. And ever since, it's been gradually getting better and better and better, up to Enterprise, which had the most boring crew, the, the most boring. And basically, <laughs> everyone just sort of American. And, and that's it. American and then they and, stopped doing Star Trek, basically. And then they stopped doing Star Trek until now, where, mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been undreamed of if they had anything less than super diverse crew. And it's so cool to see. It's excellent. So cool. And um, I, I, I want to see more of basically everyone on board. They're all great. Uh, they're all interesting. I really like the main... Uh, uh, actress? Girl? Lady? Wo- woman? Captain? Wo- captain Burnham? If she's not um, a captain... Wasn't she, was, she... Did she... She's number no, she's one! The first mate. She's number right, one. She's number yes. one. She's number one. I'm not, I'm not versed in the uh, <laughs> space uh, vocabulary. <laughs> anyway, she's awesome. I don't want to spoil anything. At first, she felt a little bit... Like her acting was a bit off, but then I I understood a little bit more about her personal history, and it made sense, and it was good. Have you watched uh, both first episodes? Yes. Okay, we've only watched the first one, and it totally ends with a cliffhanger. I mean, it's totally the the, the two episodes are one episode actually, yeah. and we sort of like stopped in the middle, and we've heard that the second episode really really improves on uh, the first because we we weren't that excited from the first episode um which was fine i wasn't expecting to be excited what i i sorry it's not a complaint my only complaint and that's not again (laughs) an actual complaint but sort of is that this is not actually a star trek series as much as a story set in the world of star trek it's a lot more like a movie than it is a star trek series which is fine. It's completely fine. I have no problem with it. It's just that I would probably have preferred if they've called it not Star Trek Discovery, but something like Star Trek Stories dot dot Discovery or something like that. So sort of like they did with Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It's not part of Star Wars. It happened in the Star Wars universe, but it's totally not a Star Wars movie. Rogue One just isn't. And this series is not about discovering new worlds or utilizing new technologies or moral dilemmas or politics. It's about the story of a single woman, as far as I understand. I haven't seen the second part yet, so don't spoil me. And, but maybe, maybe there are a few people around her. You said there are, there's a whole crew that you find interesting so far at the first episode. There are only basically a, like only three women that actually exist on the screen at any one time, which is her, the science officer, and the, um, the captain. And they are all great, but the story is obviously about what's her name? Michael? Her name is Michael, right? Yeah. Which is short for Michaela? 
Maybe just Michael. Maybe, yeah. Why you gotta add the ah? <laughs> I think there's a there's a song about it, but yeah. <laughs> um, what I think I think there's I think it's Michaela or something like it. I'll check it in a moment. Thing is, it's obviously she has a thing for Klingons. Okay, and again, not not really spoiling anything. The first thing that you see in is, is Klingons, and then you see her, and she says, "I hate Klingons." And fine, no problem. But a usual, usually, what I would expect from a static series is not just having someone against something, but exploring, looking, watching, experiencing, and yes, returning to the status quo at the end of every episode. Here, as far as I understand, all 12 episodes are going to be the same story. It's one story. It's like um, American Horror, uh, whatever its name is, where every season is a story told throughout the season. And again, that's totally fine. I am looking forward to it. But I would not call it a Star Trek series, because that's not what Star Trek is usually about. But isn't it just, isn't it kind of following where television is going in general oh, yes. nowadays? Yes, it totally is. I don't know if we will ever see in the near future a Star Trek series, but I would have just preferred, for, for the sake of um, managing expectations, hmm. to call this with a slightly different name. I would love for this to be a yearly thing where we get a new... I think I've heard somewhere that that was maybe something that they've planned, that every year we will have a new story with a new character, major, main character, um, somewhere in the Star Trek universe, again, for like a season of 12 episodes, something like that. Excellent! I love it! But this is not, I hope, the only future possible for Star Trek, and therefore Star Trek is now this. Star Trek, the, for example, the role-playing game that just now came out, again, is episodic in nature. It's about doing missions. It's about discovering new things. The moral dilemma of the week. The new alien race of the week. Stuff like that. Um, that's it. I've, that's, that's my rant. I rented. Well rented. I wonder Thanks. if something like that will work today, but I guess we'll uh, wait and see if, if you know, Star Trek becomes tricky again. Uh, anything else that you did this week? Nothing. I ate more. That, uh, that's an uh, admirable achievement. <laughs> <laughs> well, here are two things that I want to talk about, and I'll start with the simplest one. There's a game called Reason. R-I-S-E-N. My Google um, assistant doesn't recognize it when I say it. It says, it thinks I say something else every time. But I mean reason. It's reason, okay? It's reason. Not R-E-A-S-O-N. It's not reason. It's reason, okay? Okay. So, it's a game, it's a role-playing game that has nothing to do with rising in any way. I don't know why it's called that at all. It's only confusing. It's kind of old. I mean, I think it's from 2007. And, and it's great. I have, I have a lot of fun with it. It's simple. It's good. I enjoy everything in that game. You just, it, it's the sort of game that, oh, you've, you were shipwrecked on the island and now go around and learn new skills and find who do you want to uh, work with? The Dawn or the Monastery? 
and uh, then do missions for them and then there's a story and people and stuff like that and it's like the most generic thing i've just told the, the generic template for every or most rpgs from the past several years but it's it just it just plain works and i think it has some of the more interesting and intricate quest systems that I've seen. Not because of anything mechanical unique, but because, like, for example, you're in a city and there are two factions fighting over the city. And whatever you do, you can probably talk about it with someone from the other faction and in a way twist it around. And it gives you a lot of freedom to actually role play and not just... Ah, I want plus one, so I'll hit this. <laughs> Click plus one. You actually roleplay, and you can actually go around and immerse yourself, not just go around and click on everyone to get all of their quests and then just go yeah. and do them, because it's more complicated than that, but it's not so complicated that you just go like, I just said, sit, sat down before the computer. I don't remember where I was last time. I don't care enough about this game. I'll just forget about it and never return for it again which happens sometimes as well so i would recommend people check it out reason reason it looks nice when did you say it came out i think like 10 years ago it's oh, kind it's kind it's kind of ancient with i mean in most respects but still playable it's not that ancient yeah no it looks pretty good i think from screenshots the other things i want to talk about is x crawl What's yeah. that? It's the game that I'm running every Sunday to you guys now. <laughs> we, we haven't been here for two weeks. I yes. don't remember. Yes, apparently. Uh, Xcall, we'll give a link in the show notes, uh, is the sort of... I don't know, I don't know where, where it came from, but it's the sort of thing that can only come after the rise of D&D 3rd Edition. When D&D 3rd Edition went out and the SRD became public, everyone and their mother created a new role-playing game based on D20 with a twist of some sort. And this twist says, okay, let's just keep everything as it was, but turn it into extreme sports. So you are dungeoneering, going into dungeons, fighting the denizens of the dungeons with your dungeoneering abilities, and there's also fame... And sponsorship deals. <laughs> because everything is televised for the entire nation. And there's a bit of, of course, world building beyond that. There's the, the Empire of North America, and it's like our world, but there's an empire in North America. I mean, there's stuff, but th this is the main thing. This is the main idea. And it works. Mm -hmm. it, it works really well. We're using it with the latest edition of Dungeon Call Classics. Um, the way that God intended us to play it, <laughs> quite obviously, because it works like charm. And we are going to finish this Sunday, this coming Sunday, the first adventure, the first crawl. And then we'll see uh, if we want to make it into a career, because I have some ideas about where it can go forward, or if that was enough. And we'll go and play something else. I, I can't say what we're going to do um, for the whole group, but gosh, is it fun. <laughs> it's just, it's, I mean, we all know classic dungeon crawling um, and we've done it and it's still fun, but it's like, yeah, okay, we'll hit the orc, we'll do some magic, we'll advance to the next room. But here, with everyone's eyes constantly on you and 
everyone in the party feeling the need to not only survive and help their friends survive, but also, you know, become a superstar and impress the audience all the time. It's a tough job, but someone has to do it. Um, and it's, it's, it's so much fun. It's just such a cool twist on, on classic dungeon crawling that it's not even, it doesn't feel like someone just took a, a D20 system and gave it a slight twist. Oh, it's no, a completely no, no. different experience. This is CRPG so is something else completely. Yes. I was going to tell people, well, we must have some Israeli listeners. So if you are among those, uh, we have a YouTube channel where we upload ourselves playing this. Uh, so if that sounds interesting, check it out. It's fun. Yes, I'll give a link in the place where links. Yes, <laughs> linky place. Yes. Good. That was a really good episode. And I'm I'm very sorry that you have to edit it uh, for your sake. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I mean, I mean, just upload it as it is. <laughs> no, it's going to, I'm going to, <laughs> I can't, my, my professional courtesy, I don't know, my, my professional, I can't, your integrity, I can't I, yeah. it, yes, I can't I allow it, I can't <laughs> allow it to be released into the wild at least. <laughs> it's still going um, to be like an hour, 30 minutes or something, yes? Uh... Yeah, mm -hmm. unless I continue the uh, <laughs> yes. much longer. <laughs> okay, that was great. That was a 99th episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yes, I um, hope <laughs> If you want to hear more of this, for some reason, you can go to off2fourplayers.com where you can also read our comics. Uh, the main thing that we do there and a really interesting posts about role-playing games and some role-playing game rules explained in comics, which is the best way to explain things. Um, all of that can be found at up to 4 You can also look for us on social media, any social media you like, just pick one, look for up to 4 players and, uh, you know, if we're not there, just open an account and uh, then we'll be there, except it won't be us. Don't do that. <laughs> Great. So, for almost the very last time, I think we can uh, say goodbye in our uh, traditional Israeli way. Yes, I agree. Let's go. Let's go. Bye.